to keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust, honor those we lost. Together, we are expanding access to transportation. Seems like maybe it's a small issue, it's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. For some, abortion is liberation. There's a lot of good that comes from a people's ability to access abortion, and I want to celebrate that. Just look at that chart. I mean, you can just see it going up and up and up. And, Rahel, I just think we need to make one thing clear. This was a bigger jump than Wall Street was expecting. Wow, 9.1% year over year, much hotter than expected, everybody. 1981, November 1981 is the last time that we have seen an inflationary number this high. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two thirds say they Read don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no, 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. It is July 14th, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find all of Rob's socials all across the internet, but that link tree is going to have the complete list for you. Now, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, hit that subscribe button. Yeah, the one. Oh, you see it? It's right. Yeah. Put your finger in there. Boom. Done. All right, Stu. News today. I guess the biggest news is no surprise is the um, Biden inflation figures were reported to be 9.1%. That's the highest, perhaps it's... Um, it's been in at least 40 years, maybe a hundred years. You know, how do they measure things back then as compared to today? It's high, to And 9.1 does not reflect the total price increases that the average American is seeing. I mean, there are all kinds of things that are 20 and 30 and 40% up. Uh, what inflation, these, the way the government does it is they have a breadbasket of certain commodities and they just look at that, but they don't look at everything. So it is a disaster stew. And um, the White House economic advisor, the guy's name is Brian Deese, you know, he was on TV today um, and he said it's more urgent than ever to pass some of these spending bills that Biden wants to spend, the Marxists in his administration want to spend. Inflation uh, remains too high, which is why we need action. And I just want to underscore if there's one thing to take away from this report, it's that there is more urgency now than ever in Congress moving to pass a bill to try to build more domestic semiconductors. And he had the idea, Stu, this is the way they think that he goes, we need more supply. So he's inferring that the government's supposed to, again, borrow money, so that it can get into the business of supplying things instead of just letting the economy go and letting it supply and getting out of the way. No, look, I think you have to look at the unique situation that we're in as an economy and think about how do we build more supply? How do we increase the productive capacity of our economy so that we actually can supply more goods, bring prices down? We know the answer on semiconductors exactly. We need more supply of those goods. You were just talking about housing, same issue. Obviously, mortgage rates are going to increase as as the Fed continues to tighten. But as we do that, we need to keep home builders building supply. 
because we know that at core, the housing issue is a lack of affordable supply. It's been a decade or more in the making, but as we move through this transition, providing incentives, for example, for builders to continue to build affordable homes as we do so, that's, that's, that's out of the traditional box of fiscal, uh, you know, Keynesian fiscal stimulus. It's more about how do we actually invest to build more capability here in the country that will help bring down prices in areas like semiconductors and housing. It's scary the way these folks think, Stu. So I looked this guy, Brian Deese, up, and he went to Middlebury College in Vermont. Then he went to law school. He's never had a job but for government. Except in, 2000, in October of 2017, he worked for about two years for BlackRock, in which he was head of sustainable investment which of course do is nothing but um, but trying to please the government and and sucking off subsidies that the federal government provides for certain industries uh, this guy's been a sycophant his whole life still he's never oh he got paid 2.3 million a year for this shitty made-up job in which they take advantage of the taxpayers at blackrock that's the type of thinking you have in the Biden administration, Stu. Stu, speaking of the Biden administration, uh, what kind of weird shit have they done the last 24 hours? Um, I saw over the weekend, I think uh, we've missed this, but Biden was sniffing some little girls in Delaware. <laughs> I mean, he has his hand on the little girl, and then he goes down like this. Stu, it's creepy. But I know there's some new Biden stuff out today, and I think maybe you emailed me. Wasn't there a picture of, like, Natalie Biden, his 14-year-old niece, on Hunter's computer where she was pretty much half naked? Yeah, there are a few of those out there. And this actually goes back to the previous leak when they put all the emails online. You can actually look this up and I'll just kind of walk people through looking it up real quick. So if you go to BidenLaptopEmails.com and you can search in there and what you would do is you would search Natalie Biden with in parentheses. So it's an exact quote. And you can read their little emails back and forth with each other during the day when she's at school. And then there's an order from a company called Are You Am I? And that is actually going to be clothes that he bought for her. And these clothes are essentially bodysuits. Now, bodysuits can be worn as a casual wear, but I'll put up the pictures that they use on their on their website to advertise the bodysuit. So he's essentially buying his niece lingerie is the big takeaway from this. His 14-year-old niece. At the time, yes. Yeah. And um, what, what was the gen general flavor of the text messages going back while she was in school that you saw? The, the language kind of seems very immature. And like she uses like a ba she uses like baby, baby text. 
So like it's like A W N S E R, and then like she calls him Unka, like Unka Hunter. I'm crying. So U N C A H U N T A. I am crying, and talking about how she got into trouble at school, and you know he says you know call her. He says for him to just call. So it's a it's a very bizarre relationship for sure and what did you tell me about him having a moniker or something about him having sexual fantasies about his niece i've just been throwing things that i think would be good keywords into this search email drive and so i just searched sex and you have a lot of stuff that's just like democratic party like sex education is something we're definitely going to do. But I did find a bunch of emails from like the porn sites and the cam girl sites. And one of them was some sort of list that he had set so he could see depraved stepdads. Yeah. So, um, so it turns um, so on. I'm looking at it. It's called depraved stepdaughter. And it was sent to him. Young, naive girls look so charming that it's difficult for guys to resist. Very often, stepdaddies and stepbrothers are crazy about their new female relatives. So that was something that he had put into his, I guess, things that he wanted sent to him. This (laughs) reminds me of the CNN guys who also had relationships with their very, very young teenage step children that we reported on it's a thing in the pervert community i'd forgotten about that yeah oh the this painting behind me my background today oh, is uh, hunter biden's amazing work of art of uh the 45th president uh, donald j trump that's one of the ones he sold for seventy five thousand dollars i assume yes it looks like a child did it but <laughs> i mean there's such a wealth of just craziness here we i mean it's the gift that keeps on giving but the wildest novelist in the world could not write this pervert in chief joe biden goes to saudi arabia he begs oil um now he's talking about how he wants the germans to complete the north stream 2 pipeline where they're getting natural gas from russia and he wants the Canadians to give them these um, all sorts of pipes and things like that for pipelines. Now, this is the guy who closed down the pipelines in the United States, the, the Keystone Pipeline. He said he wants to cut Russia off and not buy anything from them. Now he wants Germany to buy natural gas from Russia. Uh, it's, it's like they're smoking dope all the time. What's the policy? It's, you know, it's, everything is nons, nonsensical um, and nobody seems to notice. But always, always, America should come last in their perspective. Um, everything they do, they do to harm America. And they do it, too, because they hate America and they want to see America go into some sort of... Uh, dystopian abyss such that um, we'll have to change our form of government from a democratic republic to some sort of uh, Marxist theocracy. 
just to stay on that topic real quick. So he's over in Saudi Arabia, essentially begging for oil. Meanwhile, at home, all the progressive Democrats are essentially torpedoing his negotiations over there because they're implementing all this new legislation that will prevent the U.S. government from selling weapons to Saudi Arabia and put all kinds of strict rules upon it. So he doesn't even have bargaining chips while he's over there unless the Saudis are so incompetent that they have no idea that this is going on in Congress, which I doubt is the case. But it's uh, a perpetual uh, clown show. Yeah, and it's and I'll kind of touch on this more later, but it's this theme of you know, the Democrats are in power, so the progressive part of the Democratic Party feels like they can, you know, pursue what they want to pursue because they have to essentially drag the rest of the party there with them because they keep shifting the Overton window. And so Biden has to kind of work with this kind of crazy, unruly section of his party. But at the same time, you know, the left will eat the left. And so it it does put him in a spot where he looks like an idiot now when he's trying to negotiate with the Saudis. As the left always drinks from the trough of absolute power, you will never quench their thirst. Um, Conservatives don't care about the government. We want to be left alone. They um, obtain all of their energy and power from the government, so they will they will always always eat their own. Stu uh, in Holland today. I, I mean, I read about. I think those protests are, are still going on that we reported on uh, a few days ago, and I've even heard that the firefighters have joined in with the farmers. <laughs> We probably should report back on that in the next few days. Okay, Stu, you hear me talk about good and evil a lot. And um, and some people out there might think I'm a nut, but I am a little bit of a biblical scholar. I take my Christianity seriously. And let me tell you, <laughs> there is a Satan, okay? And, and you wonder... Uh, how he is influencing some of these nutcase political leaders on the abortion issue. Liz Warren, you know, with the bug eyes, just like you said yesterday, Stu, with the bipolar eyes, the bug eyes are out there. She's agitated. She hates the crisis pregnancy centers, which exist to help people who are struggling with a, with a pregnancy. These are people who want to give birth to their child, but they're in dire circumstances or they need a little bit of help. Uh, they do good work, Stu, and they're protecting life. And apparently she's upset because um, there are three of these prices, pregnancy centers for every one abortion clinic in Massachusetts She's upset that we're not killing enough babies, Stu. She's upset that these crisis uh, pregnancy centers are helping young, young, young women in more ways than just giving birth and preserving life, but they give them uh, clothes and support, and uh, they really help these people out. So they're bad. 
She said, In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help. Like people are so dumb, they don't know why they're going there. Like, hey, I'm going to go there and and get an abortion. Oh my God, this is a crisis pregnancy center. I didn't know that. They want me to keep my baby. Outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. So allowing, helping a, oh, notice pregnant person, not pregnant woman, but you're torturing them by allowing them to keep their baby and not killing it. I mean, I have no other way to describe that as satanic. Who thinks like that? Um, okay, that's what I have to say, Stu, but hmm. speaking of Jesus and Satan and worldly spiritual matters, um, the Church of England, Stu, which I have been a member of, notice I used the past tense, past tense. Our family has been part of the Church of England in some form or another since Henry VIII. So how long ago was that, Stu? 550 years or something like that? And we're all said, we can't take it anymore. The Church of England, we're all, if you're an Episcopalian, you're, you're part of the Lambeth Conference, you're part of the Anglican worldwide movement, uh, all aligned with the Church of England, like the Catholics have Rome, we have Canterbury as our spiritual base. Well, the Church of England says it has no official definition of a woman. Now, I can show you in Genesis where it describes what a woman is. Yeah. But how fucked up has this church become? I'm sorry, but it's just it's just incredible. They have um, the Episcopal Church USA. When I was growing up, had about five million folks who actually went to church and all the money in the world. Now they're down, down to about one point five. Um, and that and, and that is not. Uh, church attendance. That's just folks who probably half of those pro probably just haven't withdrawn their membership yet. In the same vein, you had AOC, Ayanna Presley, and others in that kind of Prague caucus come out and thank the professor that we featured yesterday, Professor Bridges, for her for educating the public on that men can get pregnant. Yeah. Stu, remember when they burned Joan of Arc at the stake for heresy? And, yeah. <laughs> Where are the matches? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, um, okay, um, we'll move on. To show you how corrupt the Biden administration is, uh, every department of government has been weaponized. We've spoken about the suspicious activity reports that the Bidens have, both Hunter and his uncle Jim, uh, over 150 of them, Republican congressmen have asked for them, which has always been the policy of the Treasury Department. The Treasury Department released a press release today with a bunch of mamby-pamby 
language in which they basically said, gosh, we'd like to release this, but we can't unless the Democrats agree, which of course they're not going to do. Still. Um, the fraud, the corruption, the dishonesty, the stink and stench of the sewer in Washington is past nostril heights. To, it's just, it's incredible. And we do have a text message now from Hunter to Ava, uh, who essentially is, or I guess she goes by Moreva. She also goes by Ekaterina, some Russian woman that's a pimp for him, or maybe a man posing as a woman, as a madam. But he does say to her, um, I just sent money through, I think he's supposed to say Zell, to Ekaterina as test email with RU flags, wires. This is account I sent to some other name on Zell. Why can't I send direct to you? This is too much red flag for bank, which is reason why I've been unable to take care of this to begin with. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of these flagged bank account transactions from Hunter, a good chunk of them are him trying to pay for prostitutes. Or, or I guess, as we have to say, escorts, they're, they're not really prostitutes, they're, they're escorts. Yeah. Sex, sex work is real work. Sex workers. Um, it could also be human hostages. To, I mean, trafficked women. I mean, trafficked women. Do you, I mean, do they really want to have sex? I mean, wouldn't they rather have a job at Walmart? Uh, but no, they're caught up in this bind with a pimp will beat the shit out of shit out of them if they don't go whore themselves to the vice president's son it's a nasty nasty business to but hey it's okay um you know because democrats are doing it it's you know joe biden's son and i just have one last story real quick and it kind of goes back to this notion of the progressive democrats you know and biden are kind of having this tough relationship and you know we saw biden snap in the intro when when his favorability as a candidate for 2024 was questioned. And so support for reelecting him is at a record low for any president ever. But Biden dismisses Democrats critical of Israel saying they're wrong. And so he also has to fight with the AOCs, uh, the Ilhan Omars, uh, Tlaib, who don't like Israel one bit. And he has to make this a palatable, ish, palatable issue for his party as his party has drastically shifted towards being quite harsh on Israel. You know, Stu, I never understood why the left hates Israel so much, especially as there are so many liberal Jews. I have a friend of mine who's a Baptist minister, and he and I were talking, and I asked him that question, why does the left hate the Jews so much? And he, he was astonished. I asked the question kind of like, well, don't you know? Um, and he told me, he goes, because they're successful. <laughs> that's why. I mean, that's, uh, they have stuff. Um, you know, um, they hate success. They hate industry. They hate smart people. It's unfair to them that, um, the Jewish people and the nation of Israel, uh, which both are remarkable in world history and their accomplishments, but it's unfair that they are so accomplished 
Therefore, they are bad. And that's the way the left thinks. And after he told me that, I go, yeah, I think you're right. Mm. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to see. But just kind of goes back to this notion as we get closer to this November election, you're going to probably have a lot of offshoots of these progressive candidates who are up for re-election, who are going to be rocking the boat on policy issues and potentially making the entire party looking bad. You know, this notion of we hate Israel isn't a very, isn't going to win anyone any favor, any favors. I mean, the idea that AOC is so anti-Israel in New York and continues to win is, I think, a miracle of God. I know, mom. They better wake up. That's all I can say. Um, yeah. And they're not even, I mean, they're so transparent about their hatred. I mean, it's just right out there. Um, so, all right, Stu. Well, that's all I got for today. All right. Uh, come visit me at the crack house um, if you like. Sounds a lot, good. Of, a lot of interesting folks around here. I bet. Yeah. All right. See ya. <laughs> see ya. Bye. First of all, let's get one thing straight. Crack is cheap. I make too much money to ever smoke crack. Let's get that straight, okay? We don't do crack. We don't do that. Crack is whack. <laughs>